It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 1865 Match Report. Hello and welcome to the 1865 match report. It finished at the Amex Stadium, Brighton nil, Forest nil, and the Reds secure a hard-earned point on the South Coast. And it's a point that takes Forest off the bottom of the Premier League table, for the time being at least. And it's also a first away clean sheet of the season. You could argue some foundations starting to be put in place with this Forest team after a few weeks of of leaking goals. They look a lot more solid and worked very hard tonight to get the result and a point away at a tough opponent. Brighton, seventh in the league before the match. Forest, of course, were were bottom. But on the night, even though attack-wise they didn't offer a great deal, if anything, at all, Defensively, they worked hard. They were difficult to break down. They did all of the basics, all the niggly stuff, and were rewarded with a point away from home on a Tuesday night on the South Coast. I've got Tom with me to look back over the game, but before we do that, we'll start with the team news. And Forrest made three changes for this game. So Steve Cooper brought Oral Mangala, Jesse Lingard, and Serge Aurier back into the side. Forrest set up with a 4-3-3 formation and Aurier went in at left-back. Harry Toffolo dropped down to the bench. Nico Williams on the right of defence with Steve Cook and Scott McKenna as centre-halves. A midfield three of Oral Mangala, Ryan Yates and Remo Freuler. And up front, Lingard, Brennan Johnson and Morgan Gibbs-White as a three. No Taiwo Awonyi, no Sam Surridge, as we thought there might have been. There were rumours that Surridge would start this game after a decent cameo against Wolves on the weekend. But it was that front three again, Tom Lingard, Johnson, Gibbs-White, and that 4-3-3 setup. What did you make of it when you saw that team news? A month ago, when confidence was 
not in a bad position, it wasn't working. So I can't see a month on where confidence has been sapping from this um, side uh, that it would work. Um, I would have liked to see a striker up there just get us a bit further up the field because Johnson, Gibbs, White and Lingard are not going to hold the ball up against Webster and I can't remember who the other centre-half was. Um, Dunk. Dunk, yeah. They're not going to hold the ball up, are they? I can see why, like, if you're going to get like the ball, we've seen in recent games the ball doesn't, for whatever reason, the ball doesn't stay in the final third for long enough. It keeps coming back. So I would have liked to see like an Awani to just keep the ball up there and just play players in and get in and around him. But no, the ball just kept coming back. And the first half today, I, I just thought it was be a matter of some matter of time again before Brighton scored and thankfully they didn't it was a tough watch though wasn't it that first half Forrest sat in deep with the low block that combined with their lack of fluency in attack saw the ball keep coming back to them and Brighton's high press all of those things combined to make life really difficult for Forrest in the first half and you were just fearing the worst you thought Brighton were going to score at some point yeah yeah that moment when Cook played uh, I think he played it back to Henderson and they got into a bit of a mess and conceded the corner from our was it our goal kick or our throw which something like that so yeah we, we don't think make things easy for ourselves um, I said on talk sport um, I think it was it after that I can't remember when it was now but uh, yeah it was a couple of weeks ago I said we're, we're um, one of the most naive teams to ever grace the Premier League and us, we're getting better, but we're still naive. We just don't. I think we take too many touches. We're not quick enough with the ball on um, on the transition. We're not quick enough. Um, we, like I said, we we have that extra touch. We get closed down very quickly, and just create like a havoc for ourselves. And hence, with those factors, we can't get up the pitch to create anything. It's just like ball goes into midfield. They try the a pass a second too late or whatever, it comes back and players are out of position and you're on the back foot and keeps happening time and time again and no disrespect. But I mean, Brighton are a very good side what they've shown is that this season, but our next two games, it's like, if we keep doing that, we're just going to get hurt. And I'm trying to like get as much positive vibes out of this point tonight and it's just like, yeah, it's against Brighton and the criticism of Brighton over the years have been in the Premier League is that they've been toothless up front and they don't score enough goals and we've got Liverpool who they beat a team at the weekend Man City pumped us 6-0 in August and we've got Arsenal at the end which is the week after I mean, I, I, you know I just yeah it, it, looking at it tonight it, you would have took a point on the road but it's just how they played, it's just like we don't create enough and it was really, really hard watching, a really, really hard fought point where if you're not going to win the game, don't lose it and that's what we've done tonight. But yeah, just watching that, it's just, I think it's hard not to be cynical about the some aspects of the performance tonight. Is that where the team selection is hurting Forrest? Because uh, there isn't a presence in attack who can hold up the ball, take the sting out of things and just let the team come up the pitch a bit more. There were a few times early on where 
Cook had the ball, McKenna had the ball, and the, the ball was going long, but it was going to Johnson. It was going to Lingard, and they're not players who are strong in the air. They need mm. the ball low and at their feet and where they can turn and and run at players. So do we do we need a, a Taiwo or one year or a Sam Surridge up there just on the basis of trying to keep the ball sticking near the near our top end of the pitch? Possibly, but I'd like to see the ball just get played in midfield a bit and have a bit of composure in that and then get them for like a couple of like one touch passes um to get through their lines and push everybody further up the field and see if we can we don't have to keep like knocking it long to an Awani or a Surridge or a Dennis. We can actually play get the ball down and very be quick and uh, decisive with it. You know, I know what uh, might happen, but yeah, I just, because it's, the confidence is sapping out of this side. I, I don't think anybody's willing to get a foot on the ball. I mean, Freuler had tried it a couple of times, but nine times out of 10, he, he played a decent pass, but it's either got intercepted or um, one of the Brighton defenders has, has read it and cut, the, cut it out with the interception. So, the the funny thing is, well, it's not a funny thing, but the thing is with a lot of Forest fans this season is on Twitter, um, as we go to home or games and away games, is the fact that nobody knows the solution. Nobody knows what to do. If you look from one week to the next, it's so many different conundrums, different systems, different players and Nobody knows. And Steve Cooper doesn't know. And I love Steve Cooper to bits, but he's trying anything just to like for something to stick. And all right, like I said earlier, we've got a point on the road, but we need wins. We need wins. And it's just one of those where in the last month, I don't want to sound too downbeat, but when you look at the games, what we've had, um, we played a relatively poor Wolves side who have struggled this season for goals, lost that one. I thought Villa were very, very poor on the Monday night. We only got a 1-1 against them. Leicester, uh, Bournemouth, Fulham. I mean, the points have been there for us to get and we haven't got them. So then we've obviously got a really tough next two games now. And it's just... Like I said, I, I just... I just can't see where those wins are going to come from from an attacking point of view because we're not creating enough. If we can, if we lost tonight one nil and we've absolutely peppered the goal, I can kind of like pin some positivity on on that. But you know, goals what are going to keep you in this league, and we just don't create enough and don't score enough. So, are you saying that this current style of play, while we understand why it's been put in place by Steve Cooper to stem the flow of goals that we were conceding. And I think it's worked largely on that basis. We we look a lot more solid and the go- we're not giving away as many goals. But is this sustainable over the season? Is this gonna be is this gonna be the way that Forest survive? Um no, no it isn't. I think Forest are gonna start having a go, but it's it's one of those where We've we stopped the stem of goals or stem the tide of the goals coming in, going in against us, but we're suffering at the other end, and it's just trying to get that balance. And I mean, and Steve Cooper is absolutely working his backside off with his staff to get that. But um, I just think the opportunities of what we've had in the last month have been and gone, and we've got very little out of it. 
So I, I can see why he's done it, but then obviously it's, we've suffered in an attacking aspect of we're not creating enough. And I mean, draws in this league aren't going to keep you in here. So, yeah, it is a hard walk to watch whether things change over the next couple of weeks. Who knows? But, but I, I just think the opportunities what we've had in the last month, I think um, the opportunities are missed um, by us. In that first half, Brighton did have their chances. Leandro Trossard hit the bar with a fierce effort from a slight angle that had Dean Henderson beaten. Henderson himself was then called into action on a couple of occasions, made some decent stops. There was one that was from, I think, Danny Welbeck down the middle, but he was in the right position, kept it out. I think another one as well from Trossard, who, as we know, can shoot from distance, but Henderson tipped an effort of his over the bar. And Forrest got to half-time with the score nil-nil. The stats at half-time, from Forrest's point of view, didn't make pleasant reading, no shots on goal, no attempts, an XG of naught, a low possession number. So, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a pretty first half and certainly wasn't one for the purists, really, from, from Forrest's point of view. But in the second half, Tom, I thought that Forrest looked like more of a team and it looked like more of a cohesive performance, even though the basis was still the same to protect first and, and have that sort of low block, if you like. The Forest did look better in that second period. What do you think? Yeah, as a, as a unit, I thought they were a lot better. I, I don't think there was... I think they, they weren't as deep. And I think that... And I think it was like a matter of that the midfield was close to the forward line and, and the defence was close to the, the midfield. So... Um, so it looked a bit better watch, if you know what I mean, because we got a foot on the ball and there was a couple of opportunities. I mean, we still didn't create enough, but it wasn't like we're camped on our own goal line. It's actually, I mean, they've had a couple of opportunities that say from, uh, I think it was Trossard or Gross, I can't remember which one, where um, he's hit it into the ground and Henderson's palmed it away. Um, but apart from that, I think we uh, kept uh, Brighton at arm's length and there was a couple of opportunities where we probably could have done better in the final third. But I think it was a bit more of an easier watch in the second half. But having said that, we, we still haven't created um, enough to win the football match. I mean, if we would have won tonight, Brighton fans would have probably think <laughs> we've, uh, we've robbed them uh, well, we, we've robbed the three points, but um, but now I just think it's a good draw, um, good points on the road, and I thought it was a bit better in the second half. But and it's a building block, but we've, there's still a lot to do uh, for Steve Cooper and his staff and the players. I said in our WhatsApp group during the game that if Forest win this tonight, it'll be a Sabri masterclass. So many hogs <laughs> yeah. of just hanging on in a game, staying deep, and then catching them on the break, having not done a great deal attack-wise. But Forrest were better, as we, as we said, in that second half. A few moments, there was a, a moment where Brennan Johnson down the right-hand side, probably the only time he really got behind them out wide and he cut inside on his left foot. Wasn't a great shot in all fairness and I think it went for a throw rather than anywhere near the goal. But a little sign of something there, that, that Forrest created 
few moments as well. Gibbs White on the ball. He he looks like he was trying to make things happen. There were a couple of set pieces and corners that Forrest won and, and put balls into the box with. But yeah, it, it was not a, again, not from Forrest's point of view, a game full of chances that they've created. But you mentioned the save from Henderson. I think it's worth just coming back to it. With 10 minutes to go and Forrest close. And at that point, you're just thinking, please just get the point. After all this hard work, just get the point. And then that save from Henderson, Gross hits the ball. It's not a clean hit, but he bounces it into the ground. It's looping up. Henderson springs up, palms it away. I thought it was a magnificent save in the circumstances. Yeah, the, those shots, it's like a matter of, because you've wrong, you haven't really hit the ball true. Those goals sometimes go in, you know, like you've hit it. Sometimes you have those shots where you've hit it too well and the keeper's saved it. And those like um, where you've scuffed it, they go in. But yeah, it was a good save by um, Henderson. And I think the Amazon Prime uh, commentary team alluded to it like, or it'd be disheartening if Forrest uh, let a goal in now. So, but thankfully, they uh, defended well and we got that point on the road, which is the first point in the Premier League away from home for us since Charlton in February 99. Blimey, that's uh, been some weight, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, Mark Crosley saved a penalty in that game as well. So There you go. Again, it's just things like that show you just how long we've been away and... Actually, the the task that does face Forest this season, having been out of it for so long. But just coming back on to the Forest players tonight and the and the performance, it was a good team performance. In the end, they got what they came for. I think that point. I think Steve Cooper would have set up for that quite happily and and taken that before the game started. But a word for Ryan Yates, who was just fantastic. He was voted Player of the Match on Amazon Prime. He was just everywhere, wasn't he? Work rate, throwing himself around, tackles, blocks, even took a boot in the face at one point uh, and came out with a blooded nose for his trouble. Incredible performance, I thought. Yeah, he's brilliant. I thought he was brilliant in the game against um, Villa. And we all know he's got his limitations um, technically as a footballer, but he's got a heart of a line, hasn't he? He'll just put his body on the line for the club and his... um, he epitomised that today with uh, getting a bloodied nose. Um, I think he got kicked in the ankle, the leg, everywhere really. And um, he, he's just one of those nasty players. He, what, he's always in your face, isn't he? He's, you can see him that, I think Lallana had a go at him and he like bit back and everything. He's just one of those horrible players who you don't want to play against. But no, we all know his limitations, but um, his performance in the last few uh, games has been brilliant. Yeah, and in that midfield, I thought Remo Freuler as well had a, a really good performance. Hard working again, made himself busy, but showed some good touches as well. Yeah, you can see um, that he's played at a, um, a decent standard, um, playing for Atalanta and playing for the Swiss national team. And yeah, if you just need to get him on the ball because he can do something with the ball. It's just a matter of uh, giving him the ball in the right positions rather than like giving him with like two players on top of him kind of thing and he loses it, then we're on the back foot. But yeah, I think he's starting to sl- uh, show a bit of his uh, class of why we bought him at the football club. But, um, but yeah, like I said, that, that was one positive. So it's just a matter of like keep doing these things and hopefully we can build a base 
and hopefully, <laughs> really do hope we start um, sorting things out at the other end of the pitch, i.e. scoring goals, creating chances, because yeah, that's the next bit, what we need to sort out if we're going to stay in this league. Tybo, one you came on and almost scored very similar fashion, in fact, to his goal against West Ham, where it was cleared against him, ricocheted off and went wide. But that one could have easily gone in and would have been the perfect scrappy goal for Forrest to win this game with, but wasn't to be and it finished nil-nil. But I think the subs in general, when you when you look at their overall performance, Toffolo, Harry Toffolo came on and I think was solid. Czech Kuyate came on and just carried on that hard work in midfield that Mangala, who he replaced, was was a big part of. Joe Worrell came on towards the end and and as an extra defensive reinforcement. And again, looked okay. But Julian Bancone came on with about five minutes to go. A, a rare appearance for him, but he actually did okay down the right-hand side. He was getting forward at least and just offering a bit of an outlet in those final few minutes. Yeah, I mean, one pass was probably goes down being ring rusty, but I saw him in pre-season. And I know pre-season seems like an age away now, and I thought he looked um, all right. And I, I mean, Steve Cooper sees him day in, day out in training, whether he doesn't think he's ready yet because he's still relatively quite young. But when he did come on, he looked all right. And whether it's time to like, if, um, well, you, if Aurier can't do two matches in a week and and if we're going to play Worms at left back with Lottie out and Toffolo in and out the, uh, the side, it would be interesting to see um, Biancon actually getting a run of games and seeing what he can actually do at um, right wing back or right back or whatever. So, yeah, it did look all right in, in the cameo appearance, what he uh, had. So, uh, hopefully he can uh, like get some match fitness and become an asset um, over the next uh, coming weeks and months. I don't think it was a lack of effort that cost Forrest tonight. I think it was the lack of quality and the, the lack of composure going forward. So many passes were going astray and moves breaking down again. Those issues that have plagued the team in recent weeks. But when you look at the, the team's work ethic as a whole, that's a group of players who are playing for the manager, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean... Um... If Steve Cooper had lost the dressing room, then you would have you would have seen that tonight. We would have lost that game, for example. There would be you can't have just one player putting in the role, and and everybody else is like just not bothered kind of thing. So no, definitely hasn't lost the dressing room. Um, and I think they're all. I think there's some aspects of our play where we're trying too hard, and. Cluffy said years and years ago, and I still believe it's true to this day, if you do anything in life and you're all tense and not relaxed, you don't do it to your best ability. And I think that's still true to this day because if you're tense and you're under pressure and everything and you're not going to perform, and I think that's what we've been suffering from in recent weeks where there's some players what are probably trying too hard and trying, like, having too many touches or trying, like, that pass what, what wouldn't come off usually. It's just one of those, isn't it? So, um, but yeah, like I says, tonight's a 
good step in the right direction, but obviously we'll just need to start, sort um, the attacking uh, threat out to make us um, a bit more easy to watch for the uh, match-going fan. And just on that, Steve Cooper in his post-match interview talked about how determined the players are to get results and to improve their performances. But he says as well that they're working hard on the training ground. And I think that is showing on match days with the with the committed performances that are being put in. The quality is not always there, but certainly yeah. there's a resoluteness about this Forest team that wasn't there a few weeks ago. And that's a, a real sign of progress, I think, anyway. Yeah, the shape's a lot better. If you watch when we haven't got the ball, everybody's behind um, behind the ball and making it difficult for teams to pass through. So that's um, that's a good sign. So I just sincerely hope that, like I said, we can get start creating more chances and just get a couple of wins on the board. It'd be nice. I mean, I wouldn't like to say it's a free hit because it's the Premier League, it's a league game, but if if a miracle is out there and we manage to get a point at Liverpool and a point at Australia, I know I'm probably asking for like uh, all my Christmas wishes to come all in one go, but it's not a bad return, is it? If you it's it's a base to build on them, but I mean Brighton haven't got like um, a Mo Salah or Robert Roberto Firmino um, etc. and or Gabriel Jesus. So, but so if you think tonight was a bit of a back to the wall job, what's Saturday and next Sunday going to be like? But it's one of those, isn't it? You just don't know. Uh, you never know. They might have a bad day and nothing goes right for them, and we somehow get a point or <laughs> or I dare I dare I don't say it, but a win. But um, but like I says, I'll I'll take a point now. I'll take a nil nil point now, but see, we've just got to like do the same what we've done tonight and more. And it's going to be incredibly hard, but if you frustrate Liverpool for 60 minutes, you just don't know, do you, in this game, but it's going to be incredibly hard on Saturday. But anything can happen, as we know. Just before we leave this game, a quick word for the travelling Forest fans, 3,000 of them who again, were magnificent in their support. You could hear them all through the game chanting and making their voices heard. To go down to Brighton on a Tuesday night when there's train strikes, it's an awkward journey to make anyway at the best of times. But 3,000 of them have gone down there, made a right racket, got behind the team. Steve Cooper paid tribute to them in his post-match interview. And the players to a man went over and applauded the supporters before they left the pitch. They are playing their part, aren't they, Tom? Yeah, if we haven't got much uh, to shout about this season, um, the fans is what's keeping everybody's um, um, hopes um, (laughs) still intact, really. They've been brilliant. They've been brilliant for years. It's not just this season. Even when we went down to League One, they were brilliant. In the Championship, we were brilliant. When we've had some dark days... um, with certain ownerships, they've been brilliant, um, and that will never change. Um, I just, yeah, like I said, there's not been a lot to shout about, but the 
but the, the fans have been absolutely brilliant. Home and away this season, they've been been brilliant. And oh, but we know we wouldn't expect any different. They've been, like I said, they've been brilliant. So uh, on to Liverpool on uh, Saturday. I think it's what half twelve kickoff. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get the uh, a decent atmosphere going against them. And you never know what it's going to be an incredibly hard game. But you never know with fan power, home advantage. You just don't know. But um, but yeah, the fans have been magnificent for years and years now. Let's hear now the Brighton perspective on this match and we'll go over to our view from the opposition. Hello, my name's Scott. I'm from the website wearebrighton.com and I've been asked to talk about last night's absolute thriller between Brighton and Nottingham Forest at the Amex which should take approximately 30 seconds because, it. let's be honest, it was pretty boring. Um, I thought Forrest, you know, Steve Cooper did his homework. He he worked out that if you come and play Brighton, if you sit deep, invite the Albion to try and break you down, they struggle to do it because of a, a lack of an out-and-out centre-forward, a lack of goal scoring, and it worked to perfection. It's the third game in a row where Brighton have failed to score. Spurs deployed similar tactics, which is a little bit strange because... You would have thought that a, a Conte team want to attack Brighton with all their, their superstar players, but they didn't. Brentford did the same. And, and now Forrest, um, how far that tactic gets you in the Premier League, I'm, I'm not entirely sure because you've got to force the issue and, and you've, got to, you've got to score goals to try and stay up. Um, whether Forrest can do that, I think is up for debate because I don't really remember them even getting into the Brighton half, let alone having a shot on goal. But... Actually got a point. It was a good point and, and your fans certainly seem to enjoy it, judging by the, the number of them hanging around afterwards and having a beer in the city and hopefully Forest can stay up because I think they're a good addition to the Premier League. You're you're a big club, you know, you've you've got a a, a very, very impressive trophy cabinet and unlike the likes of Leeds and Aston Villa, you don't think that you've got some divine right to be in the top six because you won a couple of European Cups. It's it's refreshing to have Forest in the Premier League and yeah, good luck for the rest of the season, other than when we come to the City Ground, and I'm sure that will probably be another thrilling nil-nil draw. You're listening to 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. So we are looking ahead now to Forest's next game. Liverpool at home. On Saturday lunchtime, a 12.30 kickoff. Liverpool, obviously we know how good they are. Forest lost to them in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup last season, but took them close on another day, might well have won that game. And they returned to the city ground this weekend in different circumstances. Obviously, Forest are struggling, whereas when they played Liverpool last season, they were right in the middle of that great run, which eventually culminated in promotion but both teams in the same league now Tom and if you like on a level playing field in that regard whatever you think of the the golfing quality between the two teams I think Forest have just got to go into this one encouraged by their recent 
performances and that defensive solidity that they've developed and hope that on the day it comes together and they can keep Liverpool quiet. Yeah, just have a go. If if nothing else, I mean, if you show that you've had a go and then you lose the game 2-0, that, that's no disgrace, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's going to be an incredibly hard game. I think it's going to be an even harder game than the uh, cup game last year because of where we was then and where we are now. Um, but um, yeah, we, I think we've got, like I says, I'm no footballing expert, but we've got to basically play that game in blocks of 20 minutes, keep them quiet for the first 20 minutes, then try and get to half time. And then in the second half, try and do the same. Um, it's, like I say, it's going, with their quality, what they've got, I mean, they beat a team last Sunday 1-0. Um, who beat us earlier in the season 6-0 um, and they've got obviously Mo Salah uh, Roberto Firmino uh, Thiago they've got some terrific players uh, it's yeah I mean it'd be nice to get something Can with what's happened in the past month against your likes of Wolves Villa um, Fulham Bournemouth they're the points where we sh- well, well, they're the games where we should have got points from and we haven't. So, I would, like I said, I wouldn't want to say it's a free hit on Saturday, but just have a go and see what happens. And I think the next two games are a bit of a damage limitation uh, process. I hate saying that, but you've got to like basically be realistic. And whether they've um, been gunning for titles, Champions League, etc., it's, it's going to be a monumental task to get anything out the next two games. I think on Saturday, as long as Forest are in the game and giving it a good go, the fans will be with them. And if the scores are close, level, hmm. or even Forest in the lead, yeah, the, uh, the the atmosphere will be something, won't it? Yeah. I think the fans will really get behind them. Yeah, and I think I'm really, really scraping the positivity <laughs> uh, barrel on this in the fact that I don't think Liverpool have beaten us in the league at the City Ground since the late 80s. Bear in mind, there's been a 23-year gap in that <laughs> period. But uh, I think the last the last time we played him in a league game, um, obviously in the Premier League was um, Easter 99, I think. Um, Owen and Fowler scored for um, uh, Friedman and Van Hoyt scored in the 90th minute for a kick at Trent End. Um, then I think previous to that, I think it was a 1-1 in the 96-97 and 1-0 the season before so we, we haven't got a bad record against Liverpool um, but that was many months ago mm-hmm. in terms of um, league status so but, uh, like I say please just keep stay in the game as long as you can and you never know what might happen I mean Liverpool are, I mean they've picked up in recent weeks but the start of the season they, they weren't great were they so but uh, yeah, fingers crossed we can get something, but uh, it's going to be, like I says, without being um, a bit, without being like negative and, uh, and et cetera, it's going to be a monumental task. What would you like to see Forrest do differently against Liverpool that perhaps they weren't doing in this game against Brighton? First and foremost, I'd like him to play a striker and hopefully it's a one-e just to keep whoever plays it, Joe Gomez or Van Dyke 
keep them occupied, try and buy, even if you just buy fouls around the box, just, like, just take the pressure off anything. Just keep the ball from our um, goal as long as you can and just try and build something that way. Um, and just tr- just try and be quicker with the ball and stop taking so many touches and try and get feed it into the midfield and feed it into the um, attacking third and uh, take it from there really and see what we can uh, get out well see what change we can get out of uh, Gomez and uh, Van Dijk etc and let's hope that Forrest make a good fist of it and who knows might even get a positive result out of this game on Saturday thank you for joining us and thank you as well Tom we will be back with you with our match report after the Liverpool game So until then, thank you again for listening and goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.